The message to Judah, it was not a positive message. And yet at the same time, it was absolutely true. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hembrick. And I'm Jen. And this program is called Bible Discovery TV. We are discovering the Bible reading, of course, from the Bible in Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. Now, chapter 38 of the book of Jeremiah, a prophet. We're going to study that in about five minutes. So get ready for that. Corey and Ryan are here. Corey? I'm going to be talking about some of the Babylonian officials mentioned in Jeremiah. Ryan? Today, I'm looking at the life and the tragic end of the last king of Judah, Zedekiah. Very good. That is excellent. And as we, they're going to come up in about 20 minutes time. Janice, what are you doing? Today, my segment is called Hold On. So hold on. Let's get our Bible guides out. If you don't know how to get a Bible guide, stay there because you're going to find out how to get a Bible guide in just a moment. But let's open it up and let's discover what God is saying to us. Jeremiah 38, 1 through 13. Now Shephatiah the son of Matan, Gedaliah the son of Pasher, Jukal the son of Shalamiah, and Pasher the son of Malchiah heard the words that Jeremiah had spoken to all the people, saying, Thus says the Lord, He who remains in this city shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. But he who goes over to the Chaldeans shall live. His life shall be as a prize to him, and he shall live. Thus says the Lord, This city shall surely be given into the hand of the king of Babylon's army, which shall take it. Therefore the princes said to the king, Please let this man be put to death, for thus he weakens the hands of the men of war who remain in this city, and the hands of all the people by saying such words to them. For this man does not seek the welfare of this people, but their harm. Then Zedekiah the king said, Look, he is in your hand, for the king can do nothing against you. So they took Jeremiah and cast him into the dungeon of Malchiah the king's son, which was in the court of the prison, and they let Jeremiah down with ropes. And in the dungeon there was no water but mire. So Jeremiah sank in the mire. Now Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian, one of the eunuchs who was in the king's house, heard that they had put Jeremiah in the dungeon. When the king was sitting at the gate of Benjamin, Ebed-Melech went out of the king's house and spoke to the king, saying, My lord the king, these men have done evil in all that they have done to Jeremiah the prophet, whom they have cast into the dungeon, and he is likely to die from hunger in the place where he is, for there is no more bread in the city. Then the king commanded Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian, saying, Take from here thirty men with you, and lift Jeremiah the prophet out of the dungeon before he dies. So Ebed-Melech took the men with him and went into the house of the king under the treasury, and took from there old clothes and old rags, and let them down by ropes into the dungeon to Jeremiah. Then Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian said to Jeremiah, Please put these old clothes and rags under your armpits under the ropes. And Jeremiah did so. So they pulled Jeremiah up with ropes 
and lifted him out of the dungeon. And Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. Jeremiah chapter 38, verses 1 through 13. Jeremiah 38, 39, and 40. This is amazing as we continue to go through the scripture. It's hard for us, it's hard for those of us in the modern West to put ourselves in the place of Jeremiah. Now think about this. We may be ridiculed for our messages and our beliefs, but generally we're not thrown into prison in the West. Now, Jeremiah lived in a different day and age. His message was from God. It was very harsh because it was true. It was too real to the people who knew warfare and would come to Judah. I mean, it was a hard thing to be a true prophet of God in the time of Jeremiah. His own people hated him for the content of God's messages, so much so that they saw him as a threat and they sought to kill him. Jeremiah was thrown into a deep, muddy pit. He would have died if God had not made a way of rescue for him through an Ethiopian eunuch in the king's service. Amazing. Today, time is changing for us in the West. Things are getting dark. And we can draw courage and hope from the scriptures as anti-Christian, anti-God persecution continues to grow. And it is growing. We need to pay attention to the Lord. Now take your Bible guide. If you don't have one, you can write or call us or go to Bible Discovery TV and get one. But this is very important. We're going to read. It's a large read today, but we're going to, we're going to understand. The next couple of days is going to be a long read. But let's pay attention to this. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name. Hard times for Jeremiah could be hard times for us today, but we need your word. Lord, we're not going to run away or abandon your word. So we need to hear from your word so that we can become strong, so that we can stay strong. And Lord, I, I realize there are many people I'm talking to that they don't get it, but there's many people I'm talking to that they get it. They understand what we're saying here. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, as we go across all of the stations, all of the internet, all of the podcast, I pray that you would teach us your way and show us your path. In the name of Jesus Christ, and we said together, amen. Now, I want to look at the chapter 38 here, the first three verses, because this is really important. It says here, now, Shepatiah, the son of Mattai, Gedaliah, the son of Pasher, Jukal, the son of Shelmiah and Pasher, the son of Melchiah, heard the words that Jeremiah had spoken to all the people, saying, Thus says the Lord, He who remains in this city shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. But he who goes over to the Chaldeans shall live. His life shall be as a prize to him. And he shall live. Thus says the Lord, this city shall surely be given into the hand of the king of Babylon's army, which shall take it. Now, God's message to Judah was not a positive one, but it was true. Our message today is a positive and true one. Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, can and will save us if we seek him. 
Seeking Jesus Christ is not acting like you're a Christian. Seeking Jesus Christ is giving everything to him and allowing him to teach us his way and show us his path. That's pretty intense. That's more than being a citizen of any country or a citizen of heaven. And that's what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. So we need to pay attention to that. Now, Jeremiah chapter 38, verses 4 through 10 say, Therefore, the princes said to the king, Please let this man be put to death, for this he weakens the hands of the men of war who remain in the city, and the hands of all the people by speaking such words to them, for this man does not seek the welfare of this people, but their harm. Jeremiah was speaking of the Lord, of course. Verse 5, then Zedekiah the king said, well, look, he is in your hand, for the king can do nothing against you. So they took Jeremiah and they cast him into the dungeon of Malachi, the king's son, which was in the court of prison. And they let Jeremiah down with ropes and he went to the dungeon. There was no water but mire, ugly, filthy mire. So Jeremiah sank in the mire. Now, Edbed, Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopian, one of the eunuchs who was in the king's house, heard that they had put Jeremiah in the dungeon. And when the king was sitting at the gate of Benjamin, Ebed-Melech went out into the king's house and spoke to the king saying, my Lord, the king, these men have done evil in all that they have done to Jeremiah, the prophet whom they have cast into the dungeon and he is likely to die from hunger in that place where he is, for there is no more bread in the city. And then the king commanded Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopians, Ethiopian, Ethiopian, saying, take from here 30 men with you and lift Jeremiah the prophet out, in the, out of the dungeons before he dies. Oh, this is amazing. Ebed-Melech felt the pain of Jeremiah and spoke to the king on his behalf. <laughs> Beloved, as Christians, we must hear God and help those whom God has called to speak. There are many people, many people today who are called to speak the Lord and we pray for the persecuted church. We are committed to them because we are becoming the persecuted church. Beloved, that is the way things are happening, but we trust in the Lord. Very interesting. Let's go back to the scripture. Jeremiah 38, 11 to 13. So Ebed-Melech took the men with him, the 30 men, and went into the house of the king under the treasury and took from their old clothes and old rags and let them down by the ropes into the dungeon of Jerusalem. And then Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopian, said to Jeremiah, please put these old clothes and rags under your armpits, under the ropes. And Jeremiah did so, and they pulled Jeremiah up with the ropes, and they lifted him out of the dungeon. And Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. I want to tell you something. Jeremiah was not abandoned. God was with him and used unbelievable. This man, who's a eunuch from the king's household to save him, he was saved by God and the Lord's faithful servants. Let me tell you something. God always has faithful servants to help those assigned to teach and preach his word. God always has faithful people. And as we look at the scripture, 
and we begin to understand and realize what God is showing us here today in the persecuted church all around the world. The church is strong all around the world. We need to pray every day. We need to spend time every day for the persecuted church. Father, we pray that you would help those people who are under persecution and touch them, Lord, and give them strength. Dispatch your servants, O God, so that they can speak the word of God. And I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that your Holy Spirit would move in and touch everybody and be with them, Lord. Be strong, Father. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' wonderful name. This is what we all said together. Amen. Hi, Rod Hember here. We go through the Bible every year from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. Now you can join us and watch at the time you like by searching Bible Discovery TV on the Roku box or on Amazon Fire TV. Anytime you want to watch us, we're there. Get a hold of it. Watch us anytime you want to. Now, due to the timing of Jeremiah, you know, he's living in the, in the Jerusalem that is essentially preserved in its destruction, right? There's a destruction layer that destroyed Jerusalem at, of the time, but for all intents and purposes, that destruction actually preserved some of the remains of ancient Jerusalem as the, the buildings would have collapsed down and, and made a nice layer for archeologists to find. Uh, now, of course, it is difficult still when you're when you're excavating when archaeologists have to excavate in a city that is still occupied after all of these millennia but interesting nevertheless lots of good finds from the time period of Jeremiah and Zedekiah some of these finds though have to do with Babylonian records dealing with some of the people who actually were responsible for going in and fighting against Judah and Jerusalem check it out Depending on what English translation of the Bible you read, the list of Babylonian officials contained in Jeremiah 39 verse 3 will be translated slightly differently. Names and titles are a difficult thing to translate. Often the meaning of official titles, job titles, are fully or partially lost to time, leaving scholars to guess at their functions. Luckily, or providentially, two of the men listed in Jeremiah 39 verse 3 have actually been found in the archaeological record. The first officer found in history is Nurgal Sherezer. From cuneiform sources, we now know he really was a chief official. He was so high in rank that he was able to marry King Nebuchadnezzar's daughter and eventually served some time as king himself. The second, depending on your translation, is Nebo Sarsicum, a chief officer, or Sarsicum the Rebsaris, or just Sarsicum Rebsaris. Sarsicum the Rebsaris, translated chief officer, was one of the high officials of Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon who entered the city of Jerusalem after their long two and a half year siege of the city. For years of scholarship, the book of Jeremiah was believed to be the only surviving record of this man, 
until a chance discovery. In 2007, a distinguished professor was working in the British Museum sorting ancient cuneiform tablets. He deciphered one particular ancient temple receipt that was dated and signed. It was from Nebo Sarsicum, named as chief eunuch and dated to the 10th year of King Nebuchadnezzar. In the Bible, the Hebrew word often translated chief officer is more literally translated chief eunuch. The name is right, the title is right, and most importantly, the timing is right. This receipt is dated to less than 10 years before the destruction of Jerusalem, recorded in Jeremiah chapter 39. Many more finds left to talk about, so uh, stay tuned, you know, as the week progresses. <laughs> yes, it's, it, and this is an interesting time in the book of Jeremiah and also in the history of Judah, too, yeah. because there's a lot of uh, failing going on and all of that's taking place. So we have a lot of evidence uh, for that. But nevertheless, Ryan. Yes. Well, today, of course, we read about the fall of Jerusalem and with it, the tragic end of Zedekiah, the last king of Judah. Now, interestingly, both Jeremiah and Ezekiel made prophecies regarding this king's fate. But according to the Jewish historian Josephus, because there seemed to be some discrepancies between the two prophecies, Zedekiah did not believe them. Well, as it turned out, both prophecies were true. Check it out. It was the 6th century BC and a time of utter turmoil for the Jewish nation. The northern kingdom of Israel had already fallen, and Judah in the south was soon to follow. Indeed, in an effort to take control, the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar replaced 18-year-old King Jehoiachin of Judah with 21-year-old Mataniah, whom he renamed Zedekiah. Zedekiah reigned from 597 to 586 BC and was the last king of Judah before the nation was destroyed and the Jews were carried off to Babylon, where they would spend the next 70 years. Although Nebuchadnezzar had purposed to set up Zedekiah as a puppet ruler who would pay tribute to Babylon, Zedekiah rebelled. Even though Jeremiah had warned the Judean king to surrender to Babylon or else face destruction, he ultimately ignored the prophet's advice and decided to revolt and attempt to regain Jewish independence. According to Josephus, Zedekiah did not believe Jeremiah because of an apparently contradictory prophecy from the prophet Ezekiel. It happened, says Josephus, that the two prophets agreed with one another in what they said, as in all other things, that the city should be taken, and Zedekiah himself should be taken captive. But Ezekiel disagreed with him, and said that Zedekiah should not see Babylon, while Jeremiah said to him that the king of Babylon should carry him away thither in bonds. While at first appeared that the two prophets of God were in contradiction and in error, what they prophesied would in fact come to pass. Indeed, when Zedekiah did rebel against Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar came to besiege Jerusalem, but was forced to leave because Zedekiah's Egyptian allies intercepted them. While it appeared that the Babylonian threat was nullified and that God's two prophets were wrong, Jeremiah warned Zedekiah that the Babylonians would return and this time would destroy the city. All of these prophecies were fulfilled in the 11th year of Zedekiah's reign when the Babylonians breached the city, destroyed its walls, and burned it to the ground. Again, rather than submitting to Nebuchadnezzar, Zedekiah and those with him fled the city. But the Chaldean army pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. And when they had captured him, they brought him up to Nebuchadnezzar, to Riblah. 
where he pronounced judgment on him. Then the king of Babylon killed the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes in Riblah. Moreover, he put out Zedekiah's eyes and bound him with bronze fetters to carry him off to Babylon. And so these things happened to him, says Josephus, just as Jeremiah and Ezekiel had foretold to him, that he should be caught and brought before the king of Babylon, and should speak to him face to face, and should see his eyes with his own eyes. And thus far did Jeremiah prophesy. But he was also made blind and brought to Babylon, but did not see it according to the prediction of Ezekiel. So as we can clearly see through the example of Zedekiah, it's very foolish to walk contrary to the Lord's instruction. As God reminds us through his prophet Isaiah, I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done. Choosing man's word over God's word is always a mistake because God's word is true. You know, it's like Romans 3, 4 says, let God be true, but every man a liar. And we must not forget why God gives us instruction in the first place. It's because God is our heavenly father and he loves us and he wants to keep us safe. Throughout scripture, we see God giving human beings a choice between two paths. One of these paths always leads to life and one always leads to death. This began, of course, in the Garden of Eden. God wants us to turn and live. He has no desire to seek the destruction of the wicked, but it's up to us to choose that path. And Zedekiah tragically took the wrong path. So may we not make the same mistake. It's important to remember that God is dedicated to truth. And truth is not always, you know, we, we like to think of truth as always being positive, but truth is not always positive because the truth is that sin is in the world and we have sinned and we've fallen under sin and that becomes very important. Mm -hmm. Okay, Janice. Well, I titled my segment today, Hold On. And I don't know about you, but there are times when I'm reading through the scriptures and oftentimes um, it's in the Old Testament where I just feel when I'm reading something that there's so much more that I'm not catching in my human thinking. And I really do believe that this book obviously is divinely written and has so many layers within it. And I, I understand that it is our nourishment, our spiritual nourishment. Um, it's that which feeds our, our very soul. It brings healing to us. And so this is one of these passages that when I'm reading it, I, I just feel that there is so much more that we are not actually reading on the surface. Um, but I look at it and in verse six, they take Jeremiah, they cast him into the dungeon. Uh, which was in the court of the prison, and they let Jeremiah down with ropes. And it says, in the dungeon there was no water but mire. So it's sludge, um, which would be absolutely disgusting. So Jeremiah sank in the mire. So this is old mud, old grunge. It would have stunk. And it would be like a, like a sinking, you would just sink into it. Uh, it would be awful. Uh, and then he was rescued. But here it says, so they pulled Jeremiah up. Well, you know what? I'm going to stop. I have a few minutes here. I think it's fascinating when you go back up and it even describes where Ebed-Melech finds the, the, the rags and the clothes that they're going to 
to use to rescue Jeremiah. I, I just think it's really interesting. So Ebed Melech, this is verse 11, took the men with him because they've, he's gone to the king. The king says, okay, yes, you can release him. So Ebed Melech takes men with him and uh, 30 men actually. And uh, so they went into the house of the king under the treasury. Why is it important that it was under the treasury and took from their old clothes and old rags and let them down by ropes into the dungeon to Jeremiah. So God sends rescue through Ebed Melech, an Ethiopian eunuch who works under the king's service. And uh, so verse 13 says, so they pulled Jeremiah up with ropes and lifted him out of the dungeon and Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. Isn't that an interesting line? I wanted to, to, to remind us today, we may feel at times like we are in a miry pit. We are in a dungeon. We are in a season of life where we feel like we have been uh, cast down, where we have been separated um, and, and we feel alone. And yet God brings deliverance through a eunuch, through Ebed Melech in the king's court. And in the same way, the Lord will bring us relief from freedom, from the bondage of this world. He rescues us when we accept him as our Lord and when we patiently wait on his salvation. It may not happen in the times when we think it should happen, but I'm here to tell you, and I've been through this many times in my life, that God's timing is always the perfect timing, even though sometimes it feels like I'm just clinging on by my very fingernails or even my toenails. God's timing is always perfect and God's timing is always right. So they pulled Jeremiah up with the ropes and they lifted him up out of the dungeon. But isn't this line interesting. And Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. We are still in this time. If you have breath, if your heart is beating, we are still living in this world. We are still living in a world that has been cursed by sin, but we have the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ living in us. So as followers of Christ, may we be like Jeremiah. Let's not give up hope. Let's know and wait patiently for the salvation of the Lord. We're going to hear about that in Lamentations. As Jeremiah pours out his heart, the one thing that he understands is the great faithfulness of God because his mercies and compassion are new every morning. You know, we do a podcast. Our program uh, is available on podcast. Spotify is one place you can get it. So we've been there for several years, but just go to Spotify and look up Bible Discovery TV. And when you find us, you can click on it. And every day we download the podcast and we download everything that you can be a part of. Join us on Spotify. 
Today we pray, Lord, help me to understand your calling on my life and help me to have the courage to fulfill it. 